Hi, I'm Adam Payne, the host of the Keeping It Business podcast. I'm a multiple small business owner, business mentor and growth coach. And if you'd like to know more on how to build a stronger, more profitable business, then please visit www.adampayne.me. Right, welcome to another Hashtag 530 Live. We have with us Simon as usual and Luke as usual. Um, do you want to do introductions or should we just crack on with it? It's up to you. Introduce yourself. Yeah, go on, introduce yourself. Go on. Go on, Luke. Off you, mate. No, oh, go on. You. No, go on then. Go on then. Uh, yeah, I've run uh, Luke from LW Digital. Been on a few of these with Adam talking all things digital marketing over the past few weeks. Um, run a digital marketing agency that essentially helps small to medium sized businesses go online, no matter what business, no matter what size, and no matter what budget. Wow. I've got to follow that, have I? Go on. <laughs> so um, I'm Simon. I'm the marketing manager at Poppy Design Studios. We basically focus on WordPress websites and graphic design, but uh, I head up the marketing here. And I'm also going to be the host of the digital marketing show on Elite Live Radio very shortly. So um, love talking digital with people these days compared to when I was a, an accountant many years ago. So looking forward to tonight's conversation as well. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, and obviously, I'm Adam Payne, Business Growth Academy and Coaching, and this is going out on my uh, Facebook page. Um, so, we're talking all things Twitter for business, I suppose, and pleasure, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. And we're going to cover groups, hours, lists, tweet deck, and spaces. So, who wants to kick off? We're talking groups. Groups. Define what you mean by groups. Come on, let's, well, let's get this absolutely spot on. I've, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in one, but I don't go in it. But I, I I see the activity in there, and I see the community that it's that it's driven, and it is a bloody good community, and that is one that's called like a, a, the hashtag uh, GB Manufacturing one, uh, and it's a group. I think because I think you're only allowed about fifty people in it, and they're all just generally chatting and talking on a daily basis, and um, you know it is you know similar to probably a Facebook uh, group. Yeah. Um, but on on Twitter, um, yeah. But I haven't really. Uh, I used to used to have uh, some good conversations with it. But then I've, obviously, I've, I've sort of like come away from Twitter a little bit. I still post, but I yeah. am looking to bolster it uh, some more and push it some more. And I did find that these groups formed that community and that engagement quite well. So I don't know whether there are any, any of you are in uh, any groups or anything like that. Um, no, because it, it, it fascinated me because they are um, on it every single day, just communicating, mm. just via text um, whilst they're at work. Uh, and they're all uh, business owners and leaders of manufacturing businesses. Um, yeah, and so it's I think incredible, isn't it? So I think yeah, there's an opportunity great. there as well within, within you know, again, creating a community like Facebook and within Twitter. If you've got the following, mm. create, the, create the group. Yeah. So if you don't mind, I'll just jump in on that. The only time I've ever used a group on Twitter is actually with my friends, more of a sociable thing, you know, finding tweets that we all like and share. But one thing I will say on that from um, from a business and a social point of view is the ease of which you can drop a tweet into a group straight away uh, and the ease of which you can share information within a group straight away. So, you know, I'll, I'll be surfing, surfing through Twitter, scrolling through my feed and find a tweet. And within literally, I think it is two clicks, you click uh, a button next to the tweet and share 
and the groups instantly pop up and it's one click and that's it bang it's straight into a group chat uh, and i think for businesses on twitter potentially what you could be doing there is searching certain hashtags looking at certain uh, twitter accounts and big businesses etc that are providing guidance and sharing that information within a matter of seconds if you find anything valuable so i think from a group's point of view like you said adam about constantly engaging throughout the day they're great for that as sort of like a little drop box of information and, and storing things in say here you go guys have a look at this um you know, I found this earlier today or, or check this out, this new technology or something like that. It could be a really useful way of um, using them. Yeah, because that reminded me of something today around where you were saying you'd, you'd share something into the group. I read something about this and I'd never come across it before and perhaps I should have, particularly within the digital marketing side, is this 4-1-1 ratio. Mm-hmm. For, so for what they're saying, for every one self-serving post, you should post one relevant post and most importantly, share four pieces of relevant content written by others mm. and they reckon that uh, again is is um, a great tactic uh, within social media for getting engagement I'd, I'd never heard of it um, I'd come across it today I'd never heard of it 411 yeah I'd heard of the rule of thirds I mean it was always like a third you know share stuff third talk about what you're up to and I forgot what the other third was but I mean I'm going back like 10 years ago when this first came on the scene and, and yeah. things like that and I can't believe I've been on Twitter 10 years it's incredibly oh, flown by really quickly it's it? been an absolutely great journey, I must admit, as well. So that's why I was really looking forward to tonight's conversation, actually, because I love Twitter. It's great. So, are you in any groups, then, Simon? You, 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 no, no. Okay, yeah, no. I'm, 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 I'm in that one, but I don't go in it. I am going to sort of like investigate it a little bit more. All right. What about hours? I mean, I suppose for me, you all know I do the hashtag manufacturing hour, and I love the hashtag manufacturing hours. I don't do many others because it's finding out where where they are. But the facilitating that hour, my God, it's just full on because I asked two yeah. questions. And, I, and my advice would be, as anybody running an hour, is to ask a question. One about 10 minutes in and then one about 25 minutes in because it really does drive the engagement. Uh, and we, I mean, like the, the biggest one was uh, on last night's one was, would, should we have a Marshall plan on, um, for manufacturing? Now, a Marshall plan was done back in World War II. Uh, with the um, Americans giving funding to the Western Europe to rebuild after World War Two, and should manufacturing should something like that be in the budget? Now that's quite a big question, and that drove loads of comments. So the hours, I think, are fantastic. Can be fantastic for engagement. I don't know what what uh, you both feel. I'm just going to ask uh, so, um Adam, could you just clarify what you mean by an hour and the format of an hour? And because for some people might not know what what an hour on Twitter is, so if you just want yeah, to good point. Yeah, so that. I have a I have called what the hashtag hashtag manufacturing hour. So that for that hour, everything is is all around um, posting that anything relevant to manufacturing with the hashtag manufacturing hour on it, uh, and generally discussing and bringing manufacturers together. Engineer, well, it's not just manufacturers. We get marketers, we get uh, engineers, we get all manner of people coming into it. Uh, in driving conversation and um, and um, building engagement and uh, getting to know one another. I mean, um, I think next week I'm actually going to do where you should uh, to ask them to introduce each other around what they do um, because we have we've never done that and I think that should happen as well so people understand what everything uh, you know what people do. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's just posting within the hour for that certain set period around a particular typical uh, or a topic or. You know, or a certain sector. I know Coventry Chamber have them. I know that uh, you know some of the growth hubs have them. I know Made in Britain have them. So I think they are quite popular. Yeah. I don't know how many how, how many they are. Um, do you, I mean, do you use them? And it, it, yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, they've been around for a few years. Um, I mean, the, the the one I engage with quite a bit is North Ants Hour. So uh, on a Thursday night between eight and nine, everyone goes on there that's in the area or wants to talk to people in the area on Twitter and they put a tweet out, hashtag North Ants Hour. Now, the great thing with it, I find you get a lot of smaller businesses on there that are wanting to reach out and communicate. I've made some great connections over the years through through it. And uh, actually, a couple of years ago, uh, and I must be going back about six or seven years ago now, uh, somebody actually called a face-to-face -face fundraiser and brought everyone together one night. We actually raised money for a local charity. So it was a real sort of like community feel behind it. But it's brilliant, I find, because you've got local people coming together who are wanting to engage about a particular topic. And, you know, I slept out with a homeless recently and I put in North Hans Hour, look, you know, I'm, I was doing this. And people were just sharing it for me and everything because it, it was a local charity we were raising money for. The other great success story I've got for you with um, with those hours, back in, I think it was 2013, I'm going back, <laughs> we've had a year of COVID, so <laughs> it was definitely around 2013. I took on a challenge of visiting 92 football clubs inside 92 hours in a car, and it was two and a half thousand miles driving around the UK. And I thought, how can I build contacts in different areas? So what I did was literally, I put into Google and I put Twitter hours, come up with all the various Twitter hours. I found Birmingham hour, Devon hour, and all these places. And I was actually asking people on Twitter, as we were part of our planning, what can we do? Because what that was doing was raising awareness of what we're actually doing, building followers behind the Twitter account of the, the, the charity, the, yeah, the challenge that we had done. But also, we were getting the information we needed. And I was, I was absolutely fine with it all until we saw like Devon police were following us on Twitter. And I'm thinking, oh no, we've been followed by the police. But <laughs> it was absolutely brilliant. You know, prime example of how you could use Twitter hours to engage with people in a different part of, of the country, providing you know what hour they're obviously all going to be online together. Yeah, so super, yeah, yeah, big big fan of them. Yeah, super. What about you, Luke? So I'll be honest, I've never actually participated in uh, a Twitter hour. I don't know whether it's because... Um, it's not something that people in my because from my demographic and from what I'm experienced from Twitter, there's not a lot of focus on business on Twitter. That is the most sociable platform. Um, so we'll go on there in in a free time rather than a business time. But after what Simon just said, particularly about the small business stuff, that uh, that sounds absolutely brilliant. And and what I was going to say, Adam, um, my question to you is: so by this you mean people will tweet out with a hashtag um, and link together by let's say hashtag five thirty live hour if we did one, and people then tweet around that subject, right? But recently, I think it was a few years ago now, Twitter bought Periscope, didn't they? A live stream uh, platform. Yeah. Now, what I thought when I initially heard of Twitter hours was that somebody might host a Twitter hour on Periscope and then get some live interaction that way uh, through it with people asking questions in the chat. So maybe, you know, that could be a way of making an hour slightly different and more interactive. You know, if, if somebody uh, did come on and do a live stream, let's say, with the manufacturing hour, and then everybody in the chat would ask questions and it sort of turns it into a bit of a Q&A. But I can definitely see the, the value in it, actually, the, those Twitter hours. Well, yeah, the, the, I know we're going to talk about spaces, but you bring yeah. up around what you could utilise uh, going forward. Yeah. And spaces is obviously the, the clubhouse equivalent on Twitter mm. and you create the hour and then have it audio when you create the and everybody joins into the room at that particular time. Yeah. That I think could be absolutely superb from that in having the conversations. I'd be yeah. interested to see how these spaces go, but I suppose we'll come on to that uh, a bit later, but the hours yeah. I found are, have been fantastic. That drives a great community. And I suppose you could then link that with sort of like a group. So creating a group around the manufacturing hour, I suppose, or however you wanted to do it. Um, yeah, you know, from uh, from that. Now lists. Hold on, before we go into yeah, this, Luke, Luke, I've got some really bad news for you. Go on. Peris Periscope is being discontinued as of the thirty first of March. 
I'll just double check yeah see I, I hadn't heard of it for a couple of years that's why i said a couple of years because they they sort of blew up a little bit twitter bought yeah. it and then it just sort of got integrated and so they're discontinuing that so that would even more feed into what we're going to talk about with the spaces side of things later on wouldn't it yeah yeah definitely so lists yeah. i don't use lists but then again i w- wouldn't surprise you because i'm not i'm not a big um twitter user you say you're not a big twitter user we've got five accounts <laughs> <laughs> one for each business. You twit. <laughs> so, yeah, I can't really say that I don't really use Twitter, Keller, because I've got uh, <laughs> accounts. But, yeah, lists. Because I do notice that I get, uh, I think I've had some today, where somebody's put me in a list. Um, and I've never quite understood what this is about or what the benefit of it is or how you utilise that. Um, okay, so... so I use them and I think they're really useful. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna come onto Tweet Deck in a minute, but basically what I've done is in my Twitter account I've actually got key contacts that I want to engage with or follow or almost segment. So if you imagine your Twitter following it as a filing cabinet, not that I haven't used paper and filing cabinets <laughs> for many years, but if you can imagine your Twitter account is actually a filing cabinet, your top drawer could be your Twitter list. So in that top drawer will be key specific information that you want to get access to quickly so where i use it um you know if i if i get followed by let's use football and rugby of course adam let's use football and rugby as uh, as an example if i got followed by all the football and rugby clubs for example and i wanted to put them in a filing cabinet or a list for football clubs only and one for rugby that is effectively what the list is all about and what it means is when you're looking at the information going out live as people do you can actually you know drill into the data a little bit more and i think they're very powerful things to be, to be able to use uh, okay so now if, if i think around that then from a business perspective you could almost use it as the the funnel the customer value journey so Absolutely. as people are going through the different stages to, to end up as customers, you can segment people that you're following into customers so you can engage with them more, people that are becoming subscribers to you, you can engage yeah. with them. So, okay, yeah, yeah, no, so I, yeah, completely Think makes radio, sense. right? Yeah. I'm going to keep going on about radio. You know what? I love the radio, right? <laughs> so if you think about radio station, a radio station will follow um, people on Twitter. They're going to follow the local sports clubs, the local press, the local pubs, the local businesses. If they then want to look at segregating out that data to what is a priority, so obviously breaking news and local news and probably local authority news would be key information to share on, on a radio station, then what they're going to be doing is putting probably a, a Twitter list together for literally key contacts, mm. probably one for sport so that it fits in line with the radio show and then probably one for business so that it fits in, in, in line with a business show, for example. But it also means that you know what people are like these days. If they're going to have a rant or they're going to share some news or whatever, the first thing they do is probably go onto social media, and chances are it'll be Twitter. So, you know, if you can then you know have a look at what you can do with um, regards to um, yeah segregating it out, it means you only have to follow some of that key information. So I've got loads of things I follow, but is it really engaging during the day or is it really engaging at the weekend? So I can segregate that information out by putting the key information I want. You know, into my key list, which if you go onto my Twitter at SimonCox73, you, you'll see on there that there is a, a list that you can probably see, which has got called key contacts, which has obviously got the key information I want to see. If not, all the other stuff can just wait for the weekend. And does that mean, so does that mean, you know, when you list, so if you if I went onto your profile, would I be able to see your lists? You can lock it. 
you okay. know, I can stop you from seeing that. I'm actually going to have a look now as we speak, actually, to see whether it is locked or not. But and I think, yeah, guys, I if you, I'm right in saying you can discover new lists as well. So you can, you, can. you can actively find other people's lists that are available and sort of have a look at what's on there and maybe just to get ideas for creating your own lists or finding some key contacts within certain industries or spaces like Simon has said um, within that. You know, if there was, let's say, Adam, you had a list for everybody within that manufacturing hour or Simon had one within the, the North Ants hour on a list uh, and, you know, those small business owners, again, segregated down from the North Ants hour, um, that would be a great little resource bank on Twitter to go and find some some local business or some some potential you know clients or customers, couldn't it? Uh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, do you do you use lists then, Luke? Again, you... again, it's not something I've actually looked into to doing myself. Um, I've I'm more um, use the notification side of things, so I'll enable notifications on certain accounts that I want to get notified whenever they're active on there, um, rather than segregating people that follow me or that I follow. Um, you know, so certain key accounts, again, we could be within sport, it could be within business. Every time they tweet, I'll get a notification. But the list side of things, no, I've not actually looked into doing that. So I think, again, um, with trying to use Twitter more for business purposes going forward, it's definitely something that I should try and, uh, try and get into. It does make sense, as, as Simon's explained it there. It does make sense from, from yeah, a absolutely. business perspective. Well, both business and personal perspective, it makes sense. That does. Yeah. So, just don't make any lists about people you don't like and put it publicly and that's probably something to avoid and that's for, ra- that's for ranting on social media I mean, that, you, know, you can I'm... lock them Luke you can yeah. lock them. mine's got a padlock on so no one yeah. can see who I've actually added and also I think you get a notification so if you get added to that list you actually yeah. get a notification to say that you've oh, actually God. been added as well, there you go so, oh. Oh, okay. yeah ranting I must admit I do like to rant I did one on LinkedIn yesterday and I know Luke's seen it so I think it was yesterday yeah, yeah. it was yesterday wasn't yeah it? it was me yesterday and Simon did, did actually because Simon commented on it as well yes I remember so yeah so does that link into then TweetDeck uh, yeah definitely okay now I've uh, now is TweetDeck within Twitter or is it external or is it because I've heard of it but I've never sort of uh, accessed it or looked at it or know much about it so the beautiful thing with TweetDeck, it's free of charge. You know, TweetDeck.com is the website people need to go to to have a look at it. It's a, a fantastic, very powerful tool. Uh, I did some Twitter training with uh, some business consultants all over the UK at Luton Airport. Must have been about five or six years ago and demonstrated the power of TweetDeck. It's, it's literally a free product. All you need to do is go to TweetDeck.com and log in with your Twitter account and then you've got the opportunity then of being able to drill into your Twitter. So again, the Twitter list, for example, very much like Hootsuite, I've got, if I go onto TweetDeck at any time, I've got live information coming through in various columns. Now, going back to the lists, I could have one with local information, which have got key key contacts in there from that Twitter list, and have that as a separate column away from my general noise that's going on. I can have a list that's got all my mentions, so it's very similar to Hootsuite. But yeah. it is literally solely focused on Twitter. And I think it's very powerful. Very, very powerful. Okay. So, Luke, do you, Luke, do you use TweetDeck? So, so I, I tend to go for the, the Hootsuite approach um, because it is exactly the certain layout. But within that, you can sort of flick between different social medias throughout the day and have a, have a check what's going on. But I think, like Simon says, for, again, we'll go back to those hours that we just talked about. If you are doing an hour, you know, you can have uh, a stream of people on a list that are key within that hour that you find really interesting. You can have the hashtag uh, hashtags trending 
up on there and see if the hour is starting to gain traction on Twitter. Notifications, again, another stream that you can have on the same stream, see if people are talking to you or about you. So yeah, I think I think that's a, it's a, it's a really useful tool. And, and just, just the layout and making things easy. Uh, you know, I know, Adam, you've got three screens on, on your layout, you know, and, and have the potential there to have that just in the background all day and just keep looking, having a glance over, see what's trending, see what's going on. Um, just have it, yeah, like I said, in the background. I think it is, uh, it is a useful tool. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I use the because I test because I've got so I have one one account on Buffer, one account on Hootsuite, one account on Promo Republic because I test each plat each piece of software to what the usability is like. Um, and I must <laughs> admit, I do like Hootsuite because it's it has does have that good uh, analytics around it. Um, and there's also some good things like um, I'd showed before where you can search for keywords within so where you are yeah. from a location. You can put a radius in and see if there's, there's some keywords or hashtags that are coming up, so you can actually track those and look at those posts as well in a, in a certain area, which I found uh, quite interesting in, in prospecting. And also, what's not being posted in that area as well, um, you know, so you could get some traction probably that way as well. So that brings us on now to the new one. I don't know when it's going to be introduced, which is spaces. So, have you heard of Spaces before? I'd come across it today. I'd I'd, uh, I'd read about it today, and then, funny enough, a contact on LinkedIn, um, Charlie Wyman, um, uh, mentioned to me uh, about Spaces as well. Um, so it looks like they are testing these audio rooms, so like Clubhouse. So has anybody else had any uh, or know of anything around Spaces as yet? So I would love to say I learned of it yesterday ahead of you, but I didn't actually learn it from you. So I actually saw your post go out and I thought, oh, what's Adam all about spaces for? And I thought, oh, okay, this is what's been rumoured for a while. So um, I'm really intrigued. I really look forward to seeing what it's all about. I mean, I've just checked my Twitter account. I think 116,000 tweets later, you can see I love Twitter. So I'll be engaged and, and interested and intrigued to see exactly what it's all going to be about and uh, you know what value it adds because uh, you know i was very pro clubhouse but let's just see what this is about shall we mm -hmm. yeah i mean if, if just on the conversations we've just had there is if we if if on the manufacturing hours you just open it up and just open up that room and just if it if this is how it works saying right the manufacturing hour let's do the text but whilst we're doing the text let's have a discussion as well so let's open it up and see how it works because um, I, I think it that has some fantastic opportunity for me for again for bringing yeah. the community of that hour closer because text is good can be cold and it can be read wrongly yeah. whereas if you've got um, voice audible um it could make a lot of difference what are your thoughts luke I, I'm I'm just thinking now, like, I, I, like Simon, I'd love to say I knew about it before you, Adam. Again, didn't didn't know about it until I uh, saw it on your on your LinkedIn and, and stuff like that. But what I will say, just thinking out loud on this, right? One of the things that on Clubhouse that I found when we were all going on it at the start and there was a bit of hype about it was it was hard to sort of negotiate around the app and find new interesting things and and find new trends, let's say, uh, and new things that you're interested in. However, on Twitter, within the space of two seconds, you can type a hashtag in and the top related things to that hashtag will come up and the latest thing related to that hashtag will come up. Now, what I'm thinking is in regards to spaces on Twitter is, you know, if you've got a few thousand followers on Twitter or a few hundred followers on Twitter and you created a space 
and they started tweeting a hashtag to do with this space. Again, manufacturing hour could be one. Adam, for you, hashtag manufacturing hour. Um, you, there's a there's a big chance there that you can be in a live room with the hashtag manufacturing hour attached to that tweet and that space. People are tweeting around the manufacturing hour. So again, making it rank higher locally within the algorithm of Twitter and all that sort of good stuff. Um, whilst you're still pinned as the top uh, for manufacturing hour. And it just seems like potentially with Twitter's hashtags and the way they work really well, there's going to be a lot of opportunity to get um, that space or, or that room seen by a lot of people very quickly and get them in very quickly to that room, um, which unlike Clubhouse, you have to sort of wait for an invite or you have to search out for yourself. So, you know, those live rooms could potentially fill up really quickly on Twitter and you could build a, an audience very quickly um, live on Twitter. So that's what, that's what I'm initially thinking on that. And again, like Clubhouse, we said as well, you got to start from scratch game followers. There's a lot of people on there trying to get a lot of followers very quickly on this now. But on Twitter, I've, I've, you know, I've never, I've never really seen the need for a lot of followers to get something to go viral. I think we touched on it last week. You know, it only takes a couple of tweets to get a bit of traction with retweets and likes and, you know, yeah. that second and third interaction from people's friends, et cetera. And then it sort of goes and gets a lot of impressions. Um, and I think getting a room, like I just said, live to a large amount of people very quickly um, could be really, really easy on Twitter if it takes off. So that's what I'm thinking initially on that. I don't think you'd need a lot of followers on Twitter to get uh, necessarily a good attendance in a space. Um, yeah. yeah. What about you, Simon? Because you, you, uh, I, I well, uh, go on, go on. No, you go, you go, you're up. Well, I'm just going to tell you some more more experience at Twitter actually that I've had. Um, when Northampton Football Club got into difficulties a couple of years ago financially, I tweeted about something, and and Bobby Gould, um, or I think it was Trevor Gould who was connected with the football club at the time. He he retweeted it, and then Bobby Gould, sorry, who was the Wales, I think ex Wales football manager, and I think it had something like 138 retweets just literally went nuts very quickly the fact that i my, my tweet like had, had yeah. gone like viral it was it was crazy but you know it's such a, a a great tool and because the media are still using it and it's still very current considering it's been going for a good number of years now i don't think twitter's ever going to disappear because every time you go on to britain's got talent for example and you see the hashtag bgt Immediately, you go onto onto Twitter and have a look at what people are saying, and and some of the yeah. stuff is quite comical. <laughs> you know, let's be fair that you know they're joking and 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 saying, "Oh no, that's that's not for me," and all this lot. Especially when it's Britain's Got Talent. But when when you sort of look at um, yeah, you know how it's all evolved over the years, I I cannot see it going away because the minute I see a hashtag, I think Twitter. Yeah, yeah, and the, the, I think it was you, Simon, that said this too. I can't remember. I'm sure it was. That I'm worried now. The, it, some of the news and some some of the the stuff. If 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 you wanted to, if something was cracking off in the news, yeah, uh, you could yeah. find out quicker on Twitter around yeah. what was happening than you could anywhere else because it was like yeah, Simon, it was it was live. It was something that was happening live, and you were checking regularly. I think it was the riots in London. I think you mentioned Simon. it was the Enfield riots. So I had a friend of mine yeah. who lives in North London. They actually messaged me saying, "Check out this tweet," and I was like, "All right." I had a quick look on Twitter, and I thought, "What's he on about?" And then you look at the hashtag of Enfield riots, and some of the stuff was actually going out quicker than the the media were reporting it because. As all this social media has come into play over the years, we've seen this, you know, all, all the media is, is just like, they, they're feeding off it because they're looking for stories. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of fake news out mm. there. A hell of a lot of fake news as well. And also it has given a voice to people to actually report stuff, which you think, oh, that's just not even, it's just not even yeah. newsworthy. But, but as it was going out, obviously people were putting stuff out there very quickly. So 
anytime anything happens, get onto Twitter and you'll see people who are unofficial, unprofessional, unpaid reporters tweeting about it or their their honest and open views. And a lot of the media will use Twitter to actually, you know, try and engage with people. So, you know, a great um a great hashtag to yeah. follow is journo request. So for the journalists, because obviously they're putting information out there saying, you know, if you follow the the journo request hashtag you know, journalists are literally saying that I need an expert who's in, I don't know, manufacturing. So they actually put that with the hashtag of journal request. If you go on there, Adam, and have a look at it, the chances are you could get, you know, an opportunity to be featured in an article in the media because you've you've answered the journalist. Yeah, okay, we'll have to have a look. Because, I mean, that it, it does seem that way, is, is that it is, I don't think it'll ever go away because it is that. I think I read somewhere early on today that... Um, it is used for very, very much the political news feed and is very, very popular yeah. for keeping up to date with that. Except that the acceptance is that there is a lot of fake stuff out there, but it's still the place where most people turn to. Um, yeah. And yeah. That, that doesn't surprise me at all. I think I've got to get... I used to be into it, but I think I've got to get more into it with Twitter. Um, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, because, Adam, just to give you an idea of numbers, sorry to jump in, but yeah, like, again... On. I had a tweet the other week that had, I think I had 300 likes. It was a football-related tweet. It was nothing big. It was something to do with football, and it had 300 likes. Now, 300 likes is not its not a huge amount, but the reach that that tweet got ended up having around 30,000 impressions in the space of a couple of hours, right? So, you know, that's only 300 likes leading to, again, 30,000 impressions, 100 times that, the amount of likes than people that have seen it. Um, and compared to another platform like LinkedIn, you know, you, you have to have a, a second connection or a third connection sometimes to see people's posts. And it works exactly the same on, on Twitter, but only it seems to spread a lot quicker, if that makes sense. That sort of sp- uh, organic reach and, and wide uh, wide reach seems to happen a lot, a lot quicker. Um, and I think that is one of the things with Twitter and spaces that could... You know, again, like we said, I said five minutes ago, that could be the one that really helps those spaces because the word of something new happening or the, the quickness of getting the word out there of something new could be a room, could be a space, could be a piece of news, but that happens so quickly on Twitter. Um, mm. So, yeah, compared to the other social networks, I think things do spread like wildfire sort of compared to, to other platforms on Twitter, good or bad, but yeah. it's worth noting. Here's, yeah. um, here's a bit of advice for you, actually, and and you mentioned your football there, Luke. Um, I love my football, as people know as well, and... You know, about about seven or eight years ago, I was looking at um, producing a, a a digital magazine with somebody. They came to me and said that we we want to do this magazine called World of Football, and I went, "Great, let's have a look on Twitter, see if anybody's doing it." And we discovered that there was a Twitter account called World of Football. So I followed them. They followed me back, and I approached them and I said, "Look, would you like to sell that Twitter handle? Because we'd love your Twitter account." And they went, "Yeah, funny enough, we're going to offer it." And I said, "How much?" Now I'm thinking I don't buy these things because you know when you register a Twitter account, it's like a personalised number plate. It's yours and, and nobody else can have yeah. it. So um, I said, look, I'll give you 50 quid. And he went, 100. I went, all right, no problem. So I paid £100 for this Twitter account. He gave me the password. The minute I got it, I changed it. And I thought, brilliant. I now own a great Twitter account. The one thing I missed, and this is a word of warning to anybody, if you ever you're looking at doing this, was... World of Football was actually world world of F O T B A one one. So, as you actually looked at it though, they'd actually called the account World of Football, but the actual Twitter account had two ones on the end, and it wasn't two L's. 
and I tell you what, it was a hundred quid I never got back. Because obviously I went to him and I said, look, hold on a minute. I thought I was buying this. And he said, well, now you've changed the password. Effectively, you've taken ownership of it. And I thought, do you know what? Fair play. So just a word of warning with you know, things yeah. like Twitter accounts and things like that. You know, obviously people do register them and not use them. And you think, yeah, great. Do you know what? I can yeah. make someone a cheeky offer to buy that off them. And uh, just make sure you know what you're buying because I didn't. <laughs> well, on that side as well, I've seen loads of people sort of spreading fake news on Twitter, changing their handle to a journalist's name and changing out a couple of letters with numbers, changing their profile picture to exactly the same uh, as that person's profile picture. Uh, and, you know, and unless you really look into it, then like you said, you it looks on paper like it's the it's the correct account and it's the it's the right name. So yeah, just be careful when you are seeing stuff on Twitter, just to check the, uh, the username and the validity of what people are saying in their account. Yes, yeah, spot on. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. Shall we wrap it up there? I think. I think we've Why not? Yeah. Exhaust everything. Superb. Thank you very much for joining me again this week, um, and uh, we no shall worries. do another one next week. Uh, so have a great week, everybody. Catch you later. Just ask you. Thanks for tuning in and remember, success is not final, failure is not fatal, it's the courage to continue that counts.